Hello and welcome to the GB Nutrition Podcast. We've stopped counting episodes, so we're not going to worry about that this week. Um, today we're going to talk about weight stigma. But first, I just want to let you know I've got an email list. Links in this pro- in the podcast notes. Get yourself on my email list. That's where you're going to find out about coaching opportunities, me training, what I can offer, what I can do, etc., etc. There's also a link to my Instagram page, Facebook page. Again, you'll find out more about me there, what I do and what I don't do. This one, this podcast right here today, we're going to be talking about weight stigma. Have you personally felt judged or do you feel like looking in hindsight that maybe you have judged someone based on their body shape? Yeah, I mean, we all kind of to a point will will judge people on how they look how presentable or not, what kind of branded clothing they're wearing or not, you know, we'll, we'll naturally judge people. If someone walks in looking quite smart and dresses good, we're going to judge them differently than someone who comes in a little bit dirty and a little bit smelly. That's kind of one thing. But how many times have you felt judged because of your size? How many times have you maybe gone to the doctor if you're a large person, you've gone to the doctor with a legitimate issue and it's just been pushed to one side and blamed on your weight. How many times you've been underweight and you've gone in with a legitimate issue to your doctor and the problems are maybe stemming from being underweight but something else has been diagnosed because you're in a normal BMI or only ever so slightly under so maybe it's not conceived as a problem. Signs have been missed early. You know, I mean, it's a, it's a tricky situation, but it's something that I feel like we could all deal with just, just a smidge better. If we all tried a little harder, then we can all make a little difference, right? So, heard of around four or five different stories in the last two, three weeks. And I've kind of spoke to other people and had different takes on it. So, we're just going to kind of go through a couple of them and see where we get to by the end of this. Hopefully, it won't ramble on too long as usual. Um, so what, the first example was how, how we judge people and we don't even know them, right? Which I guess all of us to a point are guilty of, so let's just not call anyone out. But you know, when people are going around dressed in like bikinis or they're running around topless around parks, you know, we shouldn't really judge them on their size right because people are going through different parts of their journey at different times so if somebody who's slightly underweight is wearing a bikini that's almost considered a win where somebody's overweight wearing a bikini then we almost need to mock that person for it as society in general you're probably listening to this game i don't do that but overall in society being overweight is considered bad being underweight is considered good that's just how, how we are. It's wrong because neither are particularly great, but we'll get on to a little bit more of that as we go on. But we need to we need to accept that people come in different sized bodies, right? We're never going to be all the same. Yes, we few of us are maybe slightly more overweight than we need to be through diet choice and environment. And we've gone into that in the last podcast. But on the other hand, there are always going to be people who are slightly bigger. There's always going to be people that are slightly smaller. You know, regardless of whether you want to call that fat, obese, 
underweight or severely underweight. They're always going to be people who hover around that middle zone, right? So we can't go shouting at people in that just because of their how big or small they are, right? Just because somebody's running around the park with their six pack out, that doesn't give us a right to wolf whistle or shout at that person just because he's a guy. Just the same as we can't do it if it's a girl. You know, we shouldn't, we should be beyond that. We should be a little bit more mature now. Okay? Especially the people who were saw doing it. Like you guys should be definitely more mature and show some more respect for people. But anywho, that's if you ever get to listen to this. Rant number one done. Number two, slightly bigger, slightly more in-depth, right? So there's a couple of different ways of this. So there was a lady that I follow on Instagram. She knows I'm going to talk about it. I did kind of subtly mention it. That she went, had a few ankle problems, went to get a scan. Scan comes back that everything was okay. Long story, well and truly cut short there. Apologies. Consultant, instead of asking any follow-up questions, just said, look, we need to look at a weight management solution for your ankle. There's a weight management problem going on without any real kind of background question going in, without any kind of lead up or trying to find out any, any kind of lifestyle choices maybe. Now, yes, Mr. Consultants or Mrs. Consultant, like it was a Mr. was very busy, right? They've got lots of people to get through and they're under a lot of stress, particularly right now. So this isn't, this isn't an anti-consultant, anti-NHS kind of post or podcast almost the exact opposite but the guy showed a clear lack of empathy now he could have been having a bad day you know anything could have been gone in his world but that doesn't change the effect it had on the lady with the bad ankle lady with the bad ankle was a very active person you know by her own omission yes diet could be slightly better but you know nor is she under nor is she over extremely overweight maybe a little smidge but nothing that couldn't couldn't be managed by a few little lifetime little tweaks by her own omission and that's not me saying it that's her and her own instagram post but then you know who is perfect but anywho um turns out lady's 20 weeks pregnant so consultant didn't even ask the question i wouldn't expect him to come out and say are you pregnant but Maybe some lifestyle choices first. What kind of exercise are you doing to create this ankle problem? You know, what's your daily diet like? How much kind of protein are you having? You know, do you get adequate amounts of fiber? If somebody says, yes, I get adequate amount of fiber, I eat lots of whole grains and lots of fruits and vegetables, then we know from that that maybe they're having a great diet. So maybe the diet's not the problem. If they can't say, well, I don't really exercise that much. Maybe we don't exercise. You know, we, we can... We could ask some very, very simple leading questions to find out what we want rather than just judging straight off. If she had turned around and said, well, actually, do you know what? I used to exercise like this, but now I'm pregnant, I don't. He would have known the answer without even having to ask. I believe that would have taken two or three minutes to get there, showed a little bit of compassion, a little bit of empathy for the situation. And it would have saved somebody a lot of heartache, right? A lot of stress. 
Because when you're being told that your ankle problem is due to your weight, you can't, you know, you can't, but you don't really want to do something about your weight dramatically right now because you're pregnant and you don't want to be jumping around too much. Um, that's got to be a hard situation. It's got to be hard to hear, right? Nobody wants to hear something like that. So that could have been dealt with better. Now, if we flip that on its head slightly, okay? So we're going to say, instead of this lady situation, we'll use a similar example, okay? So we'll, we'll use Fred as our example, right? So Fred's not a real person. Well, Fred, there are real Freds. Chill out, Freds. We know you're there. In this example, Fred's make-believe, okay? So Fred goes to his doctor, right? Fred's obese. Fred's carrying some extra pounds. But Fred goes in, he's got, like, I'd, let's say, like some severe back pain. So it's coming from one side and it just hurts, right? Doctor looks at Fred. Doctor decides that Fred's overweight, back pains because he's overweight, sends him off with a change for life plan and there you go. Pat on the back, go lose some weight, Fred. Fred's leaving there without a clue. His back still hurts. He doesn't feel like he wants to do any exercise. He hasn't been told anything about nutrition. He doesn't know anything about tracking calories, counting calories, keto, carnivore, whatever plan he decides to pick. He knows nothing about it. So he goes uninformed. He then scrolling through Instagram. He sees some person on there selling some crap. And he goes in and buys it, right? Takes a few shakes, takes a few pills, whatever else he decides to take. Loses a bit of weight. Yo-yo diets for the next five to ten years of his life because he hasn't been getting any education on the system we'll wind that back just a touch so he loses a little bit of weight but his back still hurts goes back again now he's a normal weight he gets treated like a normal person turns out he could have any amount of problems inside like early stages of some severe conditions could have been missed let's say for this example they were missed you know, then he's like further down the road in treatment now he can't have. Fred ends up dying because he was misdiagnosed because it was just weight, weight stigma. Same, same person. So Fred too goes in. Let's call him, I don't know, Karen. Or her. She goes in. Now Karen's just slightly underweight. Only a smidge, but she's underweight. She goes in with a back problem. Doctor doesn't even consider anything to do with her weight could be the problem. That she could be, you know, causing her problem due to her lack of weight. She she could be, there could be many reasons, right? We don't want to go into too many deals. I don't want to put you off your lunch. But there could be many reasons why she's having this pain. And it gets, it gets diagnosed quicker because nobody assumes her weight's the issue, right? So we can't just judge a book by its cover, right? Things could get missed either way by judging someone just purely based on their size. Yes. So we cannot, as personal trainers, nutritionists, doctors, nurses, society, just assume that everyone who's overweight is unhealthy. If you can hear that random noise, it's the fridge just going off on one. 
If you can't hear it, then I'm hearing ghosts. We can't just assume that everybody who is overweight is unhealthy. Let's preempt that by saying, yes, an overweight, being overweight, BMI of over 25 does increase chances of disease. Okay, you do have an increased risk. It's fact, we can't get around that, okay? But having a BMI of under 25, so in that normal range, does not make you superhuman. You know, you will still get diseases, or you still could get, you know, just, you know, just in case you're thinking under 25, you're going to be like Superman and you're never going to get a disease unless that kryptonite comes through. But it just reduces the chance, okay? So it doesn't mean you, if you, if you still eat a really, really unhealthy diet, but have a BMI of 25 or under, you're still eating a really unhealthy diet. Just because you're eating a really, really good diet and your BMI is over 25, you, you're probably better off. So that you know, a good example there of why we can't judge size, right? Overall nutrition is going to have a bigger impact on that chance of getting disease than how much overweight you are. We're talking 24 to 26, and 26 is technically overweight, but eating an amazing variety of food, whereas 24 is considered okay, but eating a rubbish variety of food, you know, case point proven right there just by a couple of percent you're in different kind of numbers right so let's look at the other end of the bm my scale okay so if you're underweight it's almost you know praised upon right if you're underweight let's say i believe it's like under 15 something like that it's extremely underweight so it's under 20 can get you out of that nor under 18 i believe it is under that normal range or out for normal range, but yet you're still considered healthy. You're still considered to be okay, right? So you look at a cover model or fitness magazine, and they've got these lads and ladies on there of like five percent body fat who have just reduced down so far just just for that one photo shoot. Some do it really, really sensibly. Some don't. Let's just preempt that and on any. You know, I know a few, and by from the outside looking in, they look like they do a really good job of it. Others don't. So it doesn't make them healthy going to that body weight, getting up on stage and having like barely enough strength to lift their own muscle, finishing said show and binge eating whatever on earth they could find. That could almost make them. So if, they, if they're going from. 18 and dropping down 5 to 10% on the old body weight BMI scale could cause them dramatic, dramatic effects, right? So you could end up um, with a distorted body image going forward. So when you've slimmed down so far and then you put on a little bit of weight and then you, now you feel fluffy and fat and bloated, where realistically you're just normal. But now at normal, you have this perceived that you're not as... You're not on that stage anymore, so you're not there. So then you've got this kind of, I don't know the right word, I want to use grey area, but it's not. You've got this little range where you want to go back down into it, this underweight, because that's where you feel sound normal for you, but it's not considered normal. But in society, you kind of are. You're kind of praised for being, oh, wow, you've done so well to get so slim. And it's just like, well, it's not quite like that, right? 
um, this idea of over restriction. There's like a massive restriction of food for up teen weeks, so many weeks sometimes before a show, inverted commas or magazine, or whatever it happens to be. Then this binge after massive restrict and binge, massive restrict and binge. And we're considering these people on magazines the epitome of health. Like if you look into any kind of, not any kind of, there's obviously a lot of different kind of eating disorders, but the start of some of them is an over-restriction and then a binge. And that's kind of what we're promoting on magazines to everyone as health. You know, some of them are even called health magazines. You know, it's just like fitness magazines. Like these people maybe aren't the fittest people in the world. They just, I mean, we've got the 1%, right? So we're not talking everyone. We've got that 1% who managed to stay that lean all year round and super genetics. And we hate those people. It's as simple as that. But this can lead to a lot of um, negative effects as well for the body. So girls, you probably notice if you slim down too far, you're going to end up losing your period. You're going to lose hair. You're going to struggle to conceive. Sex drive tends to drop. Um, just general wanting to do stuff drip, drops so much because your body's trying to conserve energy to survive. And to do anything else on top of that, other than train, which you probably take a bucket ton of caffeine to actually do, doesn't, doesn't, doesn't stimulate you. You have to get that stimulus from the pre-workout to actually have the energy to train. Then forming a vicious circle. Sleep kind of disappears along with the hair, the period, etc, 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 when you get down too low. So this could be the same on the other end of the scale as well. So if you've gone from, let's say, 35 BMI and you drop down to 30, okay, it's a good, good drop in weight. Just below 30 puts you in overweight rather than obese. So you've gone from obese to overweight. You've dropped that five, six BMA, BMI points. Now, you could be eating a great variety of fruit, veg, your pulses, your grains, your whole grains. You could be getting a good amount of steps in, a sensible amount of steps in for a day. You know, around that six, seven, eight, 10K, maybe a few more. On average, we're talking. And you could just be living your best life, hitting around 28 BMI, something like that. And it could just be working for you. You don't need to track, you don't need to do keto, you don't need to do any fad, little stupid diet. You can stay where you are and you're happy. That's winning, right? You then go into your doctor, you then go somewhere else or some idiotic comment from some idiot who doesn't know. And already you're told, well, actually, do you know what, mate? You're a little bit overweight, according to your BMI. Uh, You need to lose some. Now, in order to lose more, you, to get down to sub 25, you could experience the same problems as these bodybuilding folk experience. You know, you could have to exercise excessively. It could take over your life. You could be on 15, 16, 17, maybe more thousand steps a day. You're then cutting back on your nutrition. You're cutting back on food. You're missing social events. Ladies, your period starts going. Hair starts falling out. You know, sex drive starts disappearing. And that's all in and around 25. So, because you've dropped from so high, right? Because we're dropping almost from 35 all the way down. 10% BMI has kind of dropped a lot. 
you know, so for you, that might not be sustainable. So what, so what would be better? Would it be better to be at 25 or sub 25, let's say 24, to be there, but yet have a horrid life? Or, you know, sit at 27 to 29, that kind of range. You're still technically overweight, but you're living a good life. You know, you've got your hair, you've got your sex drive, you've got your social life. You don't have to worry about food. You just sit there quite comfortably. You have a good range of food you eat. It's not just takeaways. It's not just pizzas, dominoes, whatever else. It's not just cereal for breakfast. It's whole grains. It's, I don't know, granolas. It's all the good stuff. Bananas, strawberries, wraps and salads for lunches and two or three portions of veg with dinner. All those good things that, you know, we want to put into our diet those nutritious things we want to put into our diet, but yet we're still eating fruit pastels every now and then if we want to. Surely that's, that's the better middle ground to be. So maybe that number, although is, though is kind of a great bench, benchmark, is that the right word to use? It's a, it's a great indicator for a good amount of people, right? It works well for a good amount of people, but it is only one tool in the grand schemes of how we're going to judge people or not judge people, shall we say. It's a great tool in you know, helping people lose a little bit of weight or gaining a little bit of weight. But it's not there to go, right, your BMI is over 25, you're overweight, this is your problem. You know, we can't judge everything off one number, one set of circumstance. We can't judge it by how we just look at one person and go, right, your BMI would be over 30. I'm not going to check it because I can see it. Um, you don't need to do anything with your ankle. You just need to lose weight. We can't judge people like that. That's not fair. That misses out so many things that could have been wrong. I mean, we're going back to that earlier example. She, she had a scan and she was fine. But... If you were to miss them, you know, that's, that's just not fair, right? We can't judge in that way. Yes, we should be using BMI. Yes, we can use it as a tool, but we can use it as a tool as part of a bigger thing. You know, for some to see that go from overweight into a normal range is a win, right? It's great for them. For others, it's like it may never get there. And that's okay. If you're, if you're being really active and you're getting everything in and you're doing everything right, but you're just going to hover around 28, then, you know, that it doesn't really matter. So let's, let's be more open-minded with people. Let's show people kind of the respect they deserve. Um, let's not judge people on their size because you don't know what they've done to get there. Or why they're there. You know, somebody who was 30 stone is now 20 stone. You know, they've lost a massive amount of weight. We're not, we're not even going to get into today of what they have to do to keep that weight. Keep that weight loss. It's, you know, so, so much harder. So much harder. And, you know, to lose that kind of weight and stay there. That, that's an achievement. Should we, we should be praising people, not judging someone because they're 20 stone and without knowing their history, their story. Even if you do know it, you still shouldn't judge them. But 
nonetheless. We'll leave that there. Leave that right there. Weight stigma summed up by a, pod- a podcast, by, by an Instagram post that just annoyed me as much as I think it annoyed the woman. Probably annoyed her a lot more because she was there, but nonetheless, it annoyed me as well. But um, yeah, so while we've got you, if you've made it this far, the links are in the podcast notes for the email. They're in there for my Instagram. When you click the link, I believe you can look at coaching options from there. It's a free calorie calculator. There's all kinds of stuff. Just click the link, have a little look at it, see what you can find. Until uh, next time, if you've walked, you've just done just under 25 minutes of walking so far. If you started walking from the time you put it in to now, you're about 24.45. So another six minutes, get yourself home, good half an hour walk. Everyone wins. <laughs> Excellent. Until next time, guys. Cheerio.